about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Verses 1 through 20, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful and the blessed and the glorious story of your resurrection from the dead. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to celebrate you, for being God our Father, for being the Son of God, for being our King of kings, our Lord of lords, our Savior, and so, so much more. Thank you for the privilege we have of being witnesses to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs to hear it. Father, fill us anew with your Holy Spirit and anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship more and more guide and mold and shape us to be the believers who live a lifestyle of sharing the gospel, a lifestyle of making disciples as we go, as you've called us to. Help us to be faithful to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. 
Rick Robertson is our producer. He is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. God, we come to you today to lift high your name. We thank you so much for your Son coming down from the glory and wonder and perfection of heaven to the sinful earth on a mission to die on the cross for sinners like us. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are blessed and honored today to have as our phone guest Anya Baker. She's the Mississippi State Coordinator for the ministry called Her Plan, which is a division of the Susan B. Anthony Education Fund. Anya, how are you today? I'm doing great, Pastor Joseph. Okay, great to have you. And Anya, I'm going to ask as we begin, if you'll take just a few more moments to further introduce yourself to our listeners, and then we want to get in to talk about the mission and the work of the ministry called Her Plan. Yes, I am located in the greater metro area of Jackson. I am from Madison, Mississippi, and went to Mississippi State University, where I first met you, Pastor Joseph, when I was leading a pro-life club for Students for Life on campus. Mm -hmm. I am married to someone also from Mississippi. Uh, We have two sons. One is a preschooler, and one is one-year-old, and he has special needs and is a huge miracle to us. Mm-hmm. And really, life, pro-life work and life-affirming work has been my call in life from a young age. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you're, the again, the Mississippi State Coordinator for the Ministry Her Plan. As we begin, before we get to talking about the specifics of the uh, ministry and mission behind the organization behind her plan, would you tell our listeners a little bit about some, I imagine many have heard of the Susan B. Anthony List and or the Susan B. Anthony Education Fund, have heard of it maybe, but may not quite know what that ministry and organization is about. Can you share with our listeners some about the overall organization of the Susan B. Anthony List? Yes. So Susan B. Anthony List, many have heard of, is an organization based in Washington, D.C., And they have primarily been working on abortion policy, uh, whether it be races and candidates or congressional uh, policy, or sometimes at the state level. But most people have heard of Susan B. Anthony List in that context. And I'm so grateful that their leadership had the foresight to keep their ear to the ground. What people were saying was, if abortion policy changes... We need to know where to send women on a local level, on a statewide level, um, not just on a national level. And, of course, there are many great groups that AFR and AFA partner with already that serve women. And so, really, they invented her plan from the Susan B. Anthony Education Fund, which is a 501c3, to source all of those connections together to connect the dots and build a directory so that local people have real local solutions for sending women, whether they be providers, church leaders, pastors, ministry teams, or a friend of a friend who just happens to know where to look. We would like to make it easier and easier for people to access that information. Mm. So would it be in a roundabout way, could you say that her plan is sort of a a clearinghouse or brings together connections to help connect pregnancy clinic ministries and other ministries that help women who find themselves expecting a baby in it at a tough time in their lives. 
Yes, definitely. And each pregnancy center usually has huge binder fulls of places that they refer to, but usually don't have the time or staff or bandwidth to check in with, with each of those places and find out the extent of their services and any changes they have made. And so essentially I am vetting, checking, locating, and identifying so that pregnancy centers and ministry teams and any life-affirming organizations can refer directly to other life-affirming organizations that they know are quality that they may have not even identified yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, helping to build working relationships between pro-life ministries, more or less. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, as we begin, I want to ask if you'll specifically take time to pray for our listeners that they will really have listening ears and ears to hear all the Lord would have them to share, because there are some listeners who the Lord may very well put an assignment on them to be intercessors specifically for you and her plan. Others may want to be in touch with you to learn about some organizations that you work with to maybe in that maybe in their home communities that they can connect with. But would you specifically pray for them to really receive whatever the Lord wants them to receive through the broadcast today? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day for us to be together for this holy week of Easter and reminding us of the cross. Please be with us as we discover and share more and more about life-affirming resources that you have breathed life into. Each of you, each of the people across this movement have a calling. Thank you for putting in their hearts the calling to feed, to house, to clothe, just as it says in your scripture. Please help the listeners identify that they are a part of this life-affirming movement, whether they interact directly with pregnant women on a regular basis or not. If they are meeting a need, they are a life-affirming resource. Help them see that in themselves. If anyone listening is asking, what can I do, and is doubtful of their own talents, skills, or placement, please help them find the strength and bravery within to raise their hand and ask their church what they can do, to reach out with their talent or strength, as a, as even if they see that it seems to be to themselves that it's an irrelevant skill or talent, please strengthen them to see that it is not, that it is worthy and needed in building this wall, just like in Nehemiah, that it takes all of us to build this wall together. Please strengthen me, my family, pray that the listeners will be with us as we uh, extend ourselves many ways to see this through, and for the Susan B. Anthony List team, for the Her Plan team, and for AFA, AFR, and everyone putting all hands on deck to make this work possible, that harmony would be found among organizations, that new support will be found, and that new organizations will be built based on the gaps found across our state, our nation, or internationally. Thank you for the the spirit of adoption that you've shown us, for the spirit of life that you've shown us, and please help that flame spread with the assistance of our listeners. Amen. 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 Thank you, Anya. And, you know, again, the name of the ministry that, again, you well, your specific title is the Mississippi State Coordinator for Her Plan. Now, does this uh, ministry or this division of Susan B. Anthony, does it exist in all other 49 states as well? Not quite yet. Uh, we have started out in Virginia. That was the pilot state. 
mm-hmm. closest to Washington, D.C., and they're uh, further, further along in their process than we are here in Mississippi. But then Georgia was the next stop, and they're continuing to build in Georgia. And the same time Mississippi began, West Virginia began. Mm-hmm. And West Virginia is a, a state that we have a lot of comparative uh, qualities. We're also rural. We're also highly Christian. Um, we have an opioid epidemic, as they do, um, and have a lot of access, uh, need for transportation assistance and medical providers. So we are learning from each other. And I know the HerPlan team is looking forward to where else to grow to next. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now you're just in a, a maybe a small number of states, yet your goal is to, to flow in, eventually connect with every single state in the nation. I hope that that is where we, we build towards. Mm-hmm. I don't know the timeline or the pattern. I think God is still showing them the direction where the need is, but I'm so thankful I learned about this project when it was just in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the talk was always, one day maybe we'll come to Mississippi Mm-hmm. And they expanded to Georgia, and it just so happened, as God had it worked out, that as they were choosing Mississippi and West Virginia, um, the Supreme Court case was coming out of Mississippi, and it was indeed a proper time to prepare resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're coming up on a break in just a few moments, so, but uh, something I'd like to ask you to share your thoughts, thoughts and hearts about, too, is, you know, of course— uh, the Dobbs case, um, we'll, we'll, we, we don't know what day we'll receive the Supreme Court decision. But, of course, we're looking forward to the ending of uh, Roe v. Wade, basically, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And we're believing the Lord that that will come to pass, which, again, I think will be a huge milestone for the kingdom of God. But I want to ask if you'll just share your thoughts and insights about why that's important and also how we as the people of God— through the church and ministries like her plan will help to really facilitate what needs to be done to help women on the other side of that decision. So we'll pick up there. Our phone guest today is Anya Baker. She's the Mississippi State Coordinator for the Ministry of Her Plan, a division of the Susan B. Anthony Education Fund. We'll be right back.
Music of Andrew Peterson, Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Anya Baker. She's the Mississippi State Coordinator for the ministry, Her Plan. And Anya, as we begin this segment, would you take a moment specifically to explain to our listeners again the ministry that you, the coordinator for, is entitled, those two words, Her Plan. Would you explain the meaning behind that title for the ministry? Of course, her plan, firstly, is acknowledging the fact that a woman wants and needs a plan moving forward with an unexpected pregnancy or unexpected life circumstances in parenthood. PLAN specifically stands for Pregnancy and Life Assistance Network, and that is exactly what we are aiming to build, a pregnancy and life assistance network encompassing seven different categories of care. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for sh- explaining that because, again, there's a lot more to that than one might would guess behind the meaning of the name there. So, And, you know, before the break, though, we were sharing about the reality that we're looking forward to, the great possibility that Roe v. Wade, we're, in fact, we're expecting Roe v. Wade to be overturned would you explain why it's so important for the church be, to be poised to really help address the aftermath of that decision? Sometimes I believe there is a temptation for us as pro-life individuals or bodies of Christ to say that that would be the end of the battle, that we could throw up our hands in the air and say, look at what God has done, and now let's go home. And in fact, this is 
as you understand, Joseph, a calling to ramp up our services. Because indeed, if more women are choosing life, then more women are going to need assistance. And the seven categories of care all list that we cover, which of course within each of these categories are subcategories, but to give you an overview, these areas that people from churches or entire churches, entire women's ministries, entire small groups could take ownership and become active in are the areas of mentorship, health and well-being, financial assistance, work or education, material or legal support, recovery and mental health, prenatal diagnosis, and care for children. And within each of those categories or subcategories, for instance, lactation support, uh, domestic violence support, uh, mentorship under mentorship is not only that one-on-one mentorship, but case management of pregnancies such as a pregnancy center. Mm -hmm. So there is a way for everyone, regardless of their background or inclinations or talents, to find some way to get their church or their small group, or themselves as a person involved, mm, okay. that best fits them or their church. Right. Okay. Well, are there examples that you can share that would help uh, listeners to that would help to illustrate the listeners why ministry, a ministry like her plan is so important uh, to help the church move in the direction it needs to in, in looking at the life issue and where we find ourselves today. Yes. There was a wonderful example just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'll, for privacy reasons, leave some names out of it, but I will say that there was uh, an individual who was a minor who was pregnant and was choosing adoption, praise God, choosing adoption, but wanted to find somewhere to live. Now, you already know you're looking at more of a complicated situation. This is a minor. This is someone who will not just be a minor, but will be pregnant, and somebody who's choosing adoption. So there's birth mother support, there's housing, there's feeding this individual, making sure she has the material needs, the hygiene needs, the health care, the OB care that she needs. And she Mm -hmm. went to a pregnancy center, and the pregnancy center thought, I might not know exactly where to send someone with all of these circumstances going on at the same time, Mm -hmm. and was able to reach out and find that we were connected with several organizations that would find a place for her to live. And a name that I can share is Catholic Charities, Mm -hmm. which coordinates uh, coordinates home studies for groups and individuals who can be certified to house someone, Mm -hmm. who can have the proper checks and, and receive the training. I've also discovered since then, even in the last two weeks, more and more shelters that may be willing to accept minors or people in different situations like placing for adoption and people are starting to see there's a need here mm-hmm. where there is demand for all of these types of situations. So that was a situation where a, a woman choosing adoption who was still a minor was able to find a place to live. Mm. We well, you know, uh, Anya, I appreciate you sharing that because that helps uh, listeners to really better understand why it's so critical to have ministries in place to help address needs like that. And, you know, that brings to mind a situation that I learned of some time ago of a a young lady who she too was a a teenager and her situation was such that she she became pregnant and she was 
her, her mother had abandoned her and she was living with her grandmother. But once her grandmother learned that she was expecting, the grandmother basically told her, you will get an abortion or else you will have to get out of here. You'll have to move out. And she wanted it, didn't want to take the life of her baby. And she was willing to place her baby for adoption. So courageously chose to keep her baby and moved out. And she did need a place and the Lord did provide one. Uh, but the fact is... Those kind of situations are serious situations, but it's critical that we, the body of Christ, the ministries like her plan should be there to help love these women in these circumstances and help to see to see to it that their needs are met so that they can walk through these situations and accomplish the desired goal of allowing the child to live, either keeping the baby or placing the baby for adoption. But that's it's so important for the body of Christ to be there in times of need. But further thoughts that come to mind about that reality? I was just seeing last night online in a foster care support group, somebody was looking for another teen, which I should point out most abortions don't occur to teens, actually, it's ages 20 to 24. Mm-hmm. But this was a teenager who was in a foster parent home and a Christian foster parent said, where do I get Christ-centered support for a pregnant teen? It keeps coming up. And mm-hmm. in the comments, I could already see many organizations being named that are that are going to be a part of our directory as soon as it's live, mm-hmm. places where she could get counseling, support, material assistance, and ongoing mentorship. There's partnerships being built for collaborating providers. An example would be these wonderful Embrace Grace groups that I'm sure you are beginning to hear about. Mm -hmm. There's 12-week support groups at churches that any church can decide with the leadership's uh, acknowledgement to start up a single mom's parenting support group for pregnant women who are single. And many of these women are uh, baptized and uh, become a part of the church as well. They have now an ongoing relationship, at least in this area, with free counseling mentorship for the woman a year following her completing that program. And many people cannot afford uh, the mental health care that they need. And so to have free mental health resources a year following a Christ-centered program and seeing Christ-centered counselors Mm -hmm. is a huge moment of collaboration um, that took many churches to come together. Mm, that's good. Well, if someone wants to get in touch with you and with uh, specifically with her plan, is there a website or a phone number or a means of contact you can share with our listeners? Yes, the best way to reach me is by email, and that's a baker at herplan.org. A as in Anya, which is my name, Baker is my last name, a baker at herplan.org, and our website is herplan.org. And on there, you can find a pro-life church assessment where you can say, I know our church is pro-life, but I'm not sure what we're doing or what we could be doing, and I need a place to start. There is a pro-life 10-minute survey on herplan.org that helps you identify, okay, here here are some options. Let me get my gears going. And that, that result will come to me, and I can reach out to you and help you identify maybe a way your church can get involved that's missing in your own town. Mm, okay, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Now, specifically, Anya, also, you know, something that is, is helpful for us to define because I find it very often it's, it's not hard to come across both pastors as well as believers in general that sometimes they hear the term 
Pregnancy Resource Center and their immediate reaction is, what is that? Um, and then as it, and in many cases, people literally don't know what that kind of ministry is. Can you share with our listeners a definition of what a pregnancy care center is? Yes, of course. Pregnancy care center or sometimes pregnancy help center or pregnancy help clinic are terms that you'll hear. A pregnancy center is somewhere that anyone facing an unexpected pregnancy can turn and find life-affirming quality care. Now, every center is different in what they offer, but usually every center includes trained either lay counselors or licensed counselors uh, who help walk a woman through her decision. Oftentimes, free sonograms, medical-grade pregnancy tests, which a critical component of that is the verification of pregnancy that women can get. They can go on to take to respective uh, state agencies that they may need help from, like Medicaid. They provide material goods, often for women who engage in their Bible studies or support programs. Oftentimes, it's an earn-while-you-learn setup, meaning as you further educate yourself on parenting or educate yourself uh, on life skills, you can earn the baby items for free at the support of donors. And more, more often than not, these are completely local private funds that keep up these pregnancy centers. Often churches make it a part of their missions budget, and it makes it possible in many ways to support women, not just through pregnancy, but through that child's infancy, and often they carry supplies up for older children in case a woman has older children that she also needs items for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if someone's listening and they're thinking to themselves, well, could I, if they, they're wondering if they could get in touch with your organization to find out if their community has a pregnancy clinic, is, is that something they can do th- through her plan? Yes, they definitely can. They can, they can email again at abaker at herplan.org and I can direct you. Um, or there is a website called Option Line that helps you identify all around the country where centers are close to you. Okay. All right. We're going to pick up there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Anya Baker. She's the Mississippi State Coordinator for Her Plan. We'll be right back.
music from Elevation Worship with O-Sane. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, it tells us these words, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. We're privileged to have on the broadcast today Anya Baker. She's the Mississippi State Coordinator for the ministry, Her Plan. And Anya, would you share one more time with our listeners if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the work and the mission of Her Plan, how can they do that? You can always visit herplan.org and you can reach out directly to me, Anya Baker, at abaker at herplan.org. All right. Okay. Thank you. And, you know, Anya, something I would mention to all of our listeners, again, it's a great thing for you to find out where the closest pregnancy clinic is in your community and reach out to them. Uh, Make it a goal to uh, let them know maybe that you're just contact them, let them know that you're going to be praying for them, that you'll be a part of their uh, prayer, basically their prayer team. Uh, You can volunteer for them. You can give financially. You may approach the missions director or the correct person at your church about the possibility of your church placing in their budget or giving a, a financial gift as a, from their missions department or any, any of a number of things can be done. But it's good for us all to prayerfully seek the Lord's will as to what he'd have each of us to do because it's something all of us can do. So make it your goal to find out what the Lord would have you to do to help support the work of clearly standing boldly for life and standing against the tragedy of abortion in our culture. And, you know, Anya, as you know, my wife Birdie and I have the privilege we've been helping to coordinate the basically raising up of a ministry by the name of the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center based out of Greenwood, Mississippi. And by the grace of the Lord, we started a little over a year and a half ago, probably close to a year and a half ago, raising funds to purchase a mobile medical pregnancy unit. And by God's grace, the Lord raised those funds, and the Lord blessed us with a full amount to purchase it. So it's been purchased and ordered, and again, the Lord did it, and so we're looking forward to receiving it within a matter of months here, but still in the process of raising, moving forward with raising the funds for the first year's budget. But it's been quite a journey for us to learn more about it. I, you know, I've had the privilege of being a pastor involved with the pro-life cause for a number of years and served on the board of a pregnancy clinic before but had never started one. So again, learning all about the ins and outs of the pregnancy clinic ministry has been quite a journey for us, and we're still very much on that journey. Though, But I want to ask, Anya, if you would take a moment now specifically to pray for us, but also pray for all pregnancy care ministries throughout, not just the state of Mississippi, but everywhere God has raised them up. Would you pray for them? Dear Lord, thank you for sending the wonderful people to build up these ministries and sustain them. Thank you for touching the hearts of church leadership and lay church members to get involved in every shape, way, imaginable, financial, with hands and feet, whether it be repainting the parking lot, decorating for an event, or being a nurse, getting sonogram training. Thank you for helping us fill in the gaps. Thank you for... Pastor Joseph and Bertie, for seeing a need and filling the need, be with them as they address this great need area of the Delta. Please bring comfort to those 
who are seeking help, who aren't aware of the services, may that Google search or that person that they go to direct them to a life-affirming center and may it bring them the choice of life. Please sustain the people who work in these centers that they would have the strength and emotional bandwidth to dive into these difficult situations and be the light of Christ. May many of these clients choose Christ in their first meetings for ongoing relationships with pregnancy care workers. We pray for the listeners who want to get involved, but again, maybe discounting their own skills, that any skill from art to carpentry to handyman work to medical care to answering a phone can assist in these ministries. And please give them the bravery to step out and email, call, or visit their pregnancy center. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Well, are there other testimonies or stories that come to mind that would help uh, listeners to better understand why ministries like Her Plan are so critical on the scene in our culture, in our world today? Yes. A big piece of Her Plan is getting collaboration going, identifying what already exists. Oftentimes we think A resource doesn't exist, and it may just be that we aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. A great example would be a local Baptist church in my area has a great ministry called the Resource Center. They provide food and material goods to the community, the whole greater metro area that I'm in, uh, including people who may be uh, reunifying with their children. They're getting their children back from a foster care home. They are becoming new foster parents, or maybe they're adopting a child, or attempting to build their parenting and keep their child um, rather than have them sent to foster care. These are situations where maybe they need recovery support, but they also need just a table, a couch, uh, things to get them set up, a baby bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this church has an organization within it. Now, there are larger Baptist organizations that were not aware that this local church was providing these services, just had not crossed paths. And I'm able to, because I'm identifying these kinds of organizations all day long, every day, I was able to make a larger Baptist organization aware, hey, did you know this local Baptist church is filling this need? And they were not aware. And so now they can collaborate and realize how they can work together to get the word out If somebody does need these items, then our ministries can work together to refer to one another. Mm. And, you know, that's that's so important, though, because it it's tragic how often there are situations, many different kind of situations you may find in our culture, in our world, where there's a ministry or ministries out there that meet very specific needs and are very much able to do it. And but there are people who have those very needs, but no one has ever connected them to those ministries, and therefore those needs will go unmet. So connecting, communicating and connecting is so, so important. So thank, praise the Lord just for ministries like Her Plan that can help to do just that. So share the website and contact information for Her Plan once again, please. That's herplan.org, and you can reach me, Anya Baker, at abaker at herplan.org. All right. And... Are there 
how would you ask for listeners to pray specifically for the work of her plan as well as Susan, the Susan B. Anthony Education Fund? I think across the nation, no matter if, if it's Mississippi or another state or a national group, time and time again, what we are hearing is that everybody is stretched thin. Mm-hmm. Whether it's their the funds that they have to operate their nonprofit or the amount of volunteers or staff that they have or the influx of need compared to the staff and funds that they have. So I say pray for everyone being the hands and feet out there, no matter what their ministry is, that their dollar would stretch further, that their volunteers would show up last minute, that items would appear um, because the body of Christ is moving in a way before their need is even made known. Mm, Okay. And you know, along with what you just shared too, uh, I I think we would be wise to pray for God to raise up more people who would both be uh, financial givers to really support the work, because just in line, just in relation to what you just shared, one of the things I've come to see is that so many pregnancy clinics are very poorly funded. They many times operate on shoestring budgets and it's such that what would be great is if more churches realize that pregnancy clinics are a huge mission field for them to help come alongside to support financially and with their prayers and otherwise as well. So there's much to be done in the, for the body of Christ to be doing, to be involved with this important work. But deciding that I'm going to get involved is an important step for all then. so. But any uh, final word you'd like to share before we, our time comes to close today? I just want to encourage, again, for anyone who thinks that this isn't something that they can assist with, to just dig deep in within your heart to see what has God gifted you with. It might seem like an obscure talent or gift to you, but odds are it is something that the Pregnancy Center near you needs. And there are such small, easy ways to support your pregnancy centers, like buying a Choose Life tag whenever you renew your tags, or asking your ministry to add your local pregnancy center to their missions budget. Um, Just don't discount yourself. Mm. There's something everyone can do. So praise God for that then. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made that all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. And coming up to Resurrection Sunday is a wonderful time to decide to make that that great, great, very, very important decision of asking Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that very important step, would you simply pray this prayer with us and from your heart invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior of your life? Would you pray with us at this time? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that a long time ago you came into the world. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. Right now, Lord, in a brand new way, I ask you, Lord, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Lord, in the Word of God, you said, 
Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. I'd like to share with you some resource materials and some discipleship information that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. If you would like that, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share that with you. Hope to hear from you. Again, our phone guest has been Anya Baker, the Mississippi State Coordinator for Her Plan. Anya, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And one last time, would you share the website with us, please? That is herplan.org. All right. Thank you so much and keep up the great, great work. Please pray much for Anya and the work and ministry of Her Plan. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.